episode 231, Why Ask Why? This is the Aircast for the week of October 28, 2013. From Aircast.com. Aircast.com. Welcome to the Aircast. All right, I'm back. Thanks for listening to the Aircast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742. That same old, ever-present listener feedback line, if you'd like to feedback as a listener. If you're wondering what this podcast is, I, I don't know why you'd be that curious, because you're here for a reason, but we're describing it as a personal podcast, because either you know me, Eric Larson of the Aircast, E.M. Larson pretty much everywhere, including Twitter, and you want to know more about what's on my mind. Or you somehow bumbled into this site based on some topic I was talking about, and you're interested in the topic, and then you want to get to know a little bit more about little old me and here in flyover country of Minnesota and what else I might be talking about. The last time that really happened as, as sort of a, a big-ish thing, as, as big as things in the Aircast world ever get, which is not that big, was when I was talking about my EZIP bicycle. Uh, it's a motorized bike, motor assist, and some people were interested in that bike, and so they then got connected to me through the fact that I had one of those. Which, by the way, sad story, so my battery in the E-Zip didn't just die, like, oh, it doesn't work anymore, but it overcharged. And chicken and egg sort of thing, I don't know what triggered the overcharging, if it was, if it had a problem that caused the overcharging, or if it was perfectly fine when it overcharged. Um, but at some point, I, I, went to to check on its charging and it was very very hot and smelly and bulging so when your battery is bulging and smells like melting plastic and is really hot that's a bad sign just so you know so that battery is no more um thus i've not been using my e-zip bike we did take uh, the girls up to lebanon hills uh, which is a, a a large regional park here they have a mountain bike course they have a lot of mountain bike trails through the woods, which is cool, but they also have an open area that's been turned into a, a practice course. And uh, the the excitement in the late summer was uh, they've got like the, the little humps, you know, whatever those camelback things are. And Kendall did fine on the first couple, but given that they're all downhill, that meant that when she hit the third one and, and had enough speed built up, she kind of just sort of flew off and kept going. So that was our uh, our fall excitement, and late summer excitement was, well, now you know what a bike accident's like. So she did fine, uh, but got, got sort of scuffed up in that. So um, challenge there being I had driven... Ruth's bike up because mine's sort of out of commission because the e-zip is incredibly heavy when it does not, well, it's still heavy when it does have a functional battery and a motor assist, but that heaviness is sort of irrelevant when you have a motor assist. When the motor assist is not working, the bike is sort of useless. So um, I rode Ruth's 10 speed up, but that was a little awkward. Like, okay, this, this was awkward enough <laughs> trying to get here. How are we going to do this with injured injured child in tow? Um, so Ruth came and picked her up. It was fine. But point being, I've had all sorts of stuff going on in the past couple months. I think that predated that. But um, that that are going to be my excuse for why the Aircast is so incredibly late. I'm very sorry. Because, um, yeah, it's like been a month and a half, two months. Um, I am going to make an official change, and this is not, don't worry, don't panic, it's okay. Um, this is not simply because I'm not capable of executing on this whole once-a-week podcast thing, but 
one of the podcasts I was listening to that gave podcasting advice said that you should never give a time-based reference in a podcast. It makes sense in a radio show. Um, if you're Casey Kasem and you say, until next week, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for your stars with your toes or something, whatever it is, right? Um, that's okay because it is weekly. But in a podcast, you guys could have this, you know, you could have four or five episodes queued up and it's really kind of strange for me to say, until next week, take care. And then immediately afterwards you hear, you know, episode 208, blah, blah, blah. So I think I'm going to switch to until next time. I really, for years, I mean, this has been going on for years, and the Ericast has been around since 2005. It's an old podcast. And I've been saying until next week, because I wanted to, to keep that weekly rhythm and cadence and stuff. But A, because I'm not doing all that well keeping that up, and B, it is going to trigger some cognitive dissonance in the listener if I do it that way. I think I'm going to end this one with until next time. And we'll see. Let me know what you think of that. 206-339-3742. The listener feedback line. Just leave a message uh, like somebody did a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I shouldn't sound so surprised, but I am because I don't get too much feedback there, which shouldn't surprise me because I don't give feedback to Ray Edwards and Michael Hyatt and, and all the other podcasters that I listen to. So why should you be any different? You are in good company because because you're with me, fellow listener who does not give feedback. Good for you. You could be even better than I am by actually giving some feedback to 206-339-3742, but nah. <laughs> How could you be better than, than, than me at something like that? Wow. See, that's a sort of psychological trick to see if I can manipulate you into calling with some feedback. Anyway, things are good. It's been busy. So here's the, here's the brief rundown of September and October to give you the update. Um, as of the last podcast, if my dates are correct, I think more or less, uh, school had already started for the girls. School had already started for me. If you recall, I work at an educational institution, so that always makes the fall a little bit busy. So we get all that. Um, I may or may not have mentioned that in August, uh, our twin city suburb of Egan, Minnesota got hit by this weird hailstorm with these big golf ball size spiky hail balls. Um, very odd. So anyway, we've been dealing with insurance claims because if you throw that much frozen ice at things, it damages them. So, so there's that. Um, let's see. Up to October, I guess. Um, couple surgeries thrown in the mix for mom and dad, um, who are alive and well, but you know, of the age where, where um, surgeries and, and life happens. So there's that. We did the Educause webinar at work. Uh, you might, long-time Ericast listeners will recall that one year ago, I was in beautiful Denver, Colorado, for the actual physical presence of the Educause conference. Uh, this year, it was earlier. It was in mid-October in Anaheim, California. So we stayed here and watched the, the feed which is great, uh, but then you have all this extra stuff being dumped into your brain to think about. So it's, it's a great privilege, but it also means that, you know, then my extra brain capacity was taken up by that. We did a caving adventure uh, a couple weeks ago. Went to southern Minnesota. Uh, there's a little town called Harmony, Minnesota, which has uh, a large Amish community, so that's what it's kind of known for. But there are a couple caves down there, limestone caves. Um, and, uh, like, the two caves are 
25 minutes apart. So if you're going to go to one, you really should go to the other because it's a two-hour drive to get down to one or the other. So that's what we did. So that was great. On the way back up, we went uh, to Elba, Minnesota, which has a fire tower on top of the bluff. So I'd, I've probably, I should probably stop talking about the things I've probably mentioned before, because even if I have mentioned them a lot, it's been, you know, a couple months since you've heard anything from me. So I should just say that here in Minnesota, where we have rivers and things that, that run through stuff, we have bluffs. So they're going to be, you know, a couple hundred feet high, whatever. Not, um, actually, I can give you some, I can probably say 300 feet, feet high, and here's how I know that. Could look at a topographic map and figure that out, but uh, we have the Mississippi River and the Minnesota River. The southeastern Minnesota, which is where um, Harmony, Minnesota, and other places like that are, are located, is what's called the Driftless Region, because apparently the last glacier didn't didn't hit it, so it's much hillier. It didn't get kind of flattened off by big sheet of ice. So there are more bluffs and things down. It's really pretty countryside. I did not realize how pretty it was because when we drove through there, there were um, there were these intermittent rain showers and then rainbows, you, you know, come around a bend and there's a rainbow in front of you and you're looking out over the hills and you can see for 20 miles because you're on top of a bluff and then you dip down into the valleys. It's just super gorgeous. So Elba, has this little tiny river, can look like a creek running through it, but these super tall bluffs on either side. And on top of the bluff is an old 1930s vintage fire tower. Now, if you're not from around here, um, or I suppose really even if you are from around here, you, you might not have ever encountered these. Um, there are these fire towers. And what they did um, back in the 30s, I don't, I don't think it goes back to the 20s. I think it's the 30s. They would put um, these on high points and they would triangulate. And to triangulate, even though triangle, it's three points. Well, the third point is the fire. So if you have two of these towers and they know, okay, you know, this one at this location is there's a fire, you know, to the northeast at, you know, 10 degrees or whatever. And, you know, this other one's, okay, well, there's a fire to the, you know, northwest at, you know, 330 degrees, they can plot those out with the little compass protractor deal table things of where the maps are and where the two lines intersect. That's where the fire is. So most of these started rusting, didn't need them anymore. I don't know. Apparently fires don't happen anymore. I have no idea how how the DNR finds fires or things, but um, they got rid of most of them. Northwestern Wisconsin, where I where I sort of grew up and spent summers and, and things, there were some around. And I remember climbing to the top of one once. I don't remember which one it was. There, it's several flights of open air climbing. So, um, but it's they're hard to find nowadays. But I knew there was one Elba, and I knew that once we headed all the way down to the southeast corner of Minnesota, that coming on our way back up, we could go through that. So I thought I'd, I'd bring Ruth and the girls to that experience. Well, what I didn't exactly realize the the impact of is to get to the fire tower, you park at the bottom of the bluff and you climb 660 steps up the bluff. And I'm realizing, you know, an average of six inches per step or so, that's 330 feet. That's that's a lot of climbing. So you do all that climbing and then you're at the top of the bluff and you're looking down like, oh, I hope I don't slip because I will keep falling and falling and falling and end up dead. Uh, so that's a fine experience. And then you you are standing at the base of this tower and thinking, wow, do I want to keep climbing? Uh, now remember, 
that it was this beautiful, rainy, drizzly, sun came out, rainbows, etc. So all the steps everywhere are wet. And I'm thinking, I could probably get to the top of the bluff, or the top of the tower. I've got to the top of the bluff. That was hard enough. I could probably get to the top of the tower. I'm not sure I could safely get down from the top of the tower. So we did not climb the tower. But that whole weekend was an exciting experience of caves and bluffs and towers and things. It was lovely. So that was good. Um, I also figured, well, I haven't been in the car enough. I've not driven enough miles. So I went back up to Hinkley to say, to see Rick K and the All-Nighters again. You can go back into the Aircast archives and find, um, discussions of the drummer Steve Moore. Um, but I needed a little me time at, at that point to just sort of reset. And then we had the girls' birthdays. It's been it's been good. It's been good, but it's been sort of busy. So here we are, back again. And I will tell you, by the way, that you can listen for the edits later. In the time it's taken me to record this mere 13 minutes, um, I've already been interrupted twice with phone calls and insurance-related stuff and all. It's just, it it just keeps going. And pretty soon, Ruth and the girls will be back from the uh, girls' swimming lessons, and then I'll be back in my regular schedule. So anyway, our topic for today, why ask why? Uh, just an observation, because you, you come to the Aircast for, for observational insight, right? I was chatting, having just left a meeting in our main office space, I was, I was chatting with my boss, and... I suppose irate is not exactly the right term for this particular client, but upset. We had a very upset, very upset client um, who at some point, as this client was was berating our, our front desk staff, asked where to escalate the issue. And as I joked with him later, I kind of threw my boss under the bus and said, well, the the person who would eventually hear it is standing to your left. So let's talk about it now. Um, I want to kind of warn said client, we're, we're here, we can help you. And it was, a, you know, a long story short, something was set wrong in, in an account. Should not have had the problem that occurred. We had the ticket. We needed to get the ticket to the server staff. Uh, this was at... 3.30 or 4 in the afternoon and 7.30 the next morning it was it was taken care of. It, part of the job in customer service, you do lots of listening because I understand that people are upset about stuff. But what struck me as really interesting was how many times this person asked why this happened. And in in better circumstances, this was not one of them. Uh, I, I, I joke that I support the theology department and, and that's helpful because they understand that that question is not a technological question, but a theological question. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do we live in a fallen world where entropy reigns and things break? But I was just really, um, attentive. It's not, I wasn't really surprised, but I was, I, I, I strongly observed that, um, yeah, I, asking that why question doesn't really do any good. And I'm not talking about asking, you know, how can I prevent this from happening to me in the future? You know, that would be good. Uh, that's a good direction to go. 
or what things should I, I look out for as you know, indicators or symptoms of a potential problem. There are any number of ways that you can ask this in a, in a really healthy, constructive way. But just re- repeatedly going back to the, why did this happen? And, and there are two ways you can ask that. One is the, you know, I'm a good person. Why did a bad thing happen to me? There's also the, the, there is a technical side to it. Well, because that system connects to that system with the nightly feed that does whatever. But, but it's really, that's not, no one asks that question. We, we geeky type people ask that question just so that we, again, so we know, okay, so what feed failed to update something or whatever. But, you know, why did it happen? Well, it happened because things break. <laughs> Sorry. Now, you can't just say that because it's, it makes you seem really indifferent or something, but I'm not. I mean, if the, if I feel bad this happened to you. These things happen? So why ask why? And I would challenge you, the Ericast listener, to ponder that. Feel free to call with some thoughts and reflections at 206-339-3742, which conveniently spells out 206-339-ERIC. E-R-I-C. And just share, share your take on that. Um, cause maybe, maybe I'm just missing a whole bunch of nuances and, and things on it. Um, and, and I'm preaching to myself a little bit in this, I understand. But, yeah, the, the asking, asking why, I just, I don't think it really helps. I, again, you can ask, how how can how can we guard against this from happening again? But why did a thing happen? I I don't know if that's a good place to to I don't know if that's a good mental place to live. You let me know what you think. Uh, reach out in uh, your your any number of ways to get a hold of me. E um, M Larson on on Twitter. Connect me on Facebook. Um, call the listener feedback line. Ericast.com for uh, for all the links and things to to if you randomly got this and you're thinking, hey, where, where do I find the source for all things Ericast? E-R-I-C-A-S-T dot com is, is the home for for me in, in podcast sense. Yeah, let me know what you think on that. I'm going to promise I'm going to try to do better, be a little bit be a little more regular in the podcasting schedule. We'll see how it goes. If this week's episode recording is any indication, it might not, <laughs> I might not be able to hold up that end of the bargain, but we'll see how it goes. And until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.